Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we covered the wedding of Guru Hargobind with Mata Nanaki. And that's where chapter 28 picks up, describing how when Mata Ganga, Guru Hargobind's mother, when she realized that her new daughter-in-law and the Guru were on their way back, she met with all of them on the way and then directed everybody first to Harmandar Sahib, to Darbar Sahib, uh, before they entered their house. So they all went there to... Darbar Sahib, they bow down, they did a parkarma before going home to do the rest of their family customs. So when Guru Hargobind entered the house, everybody was waiting for him there from far off lands, those who uh, had traveled quite a distance to see Guru Hargobind, and they were just in such bliss, you know, seeing the wedding clothes that Guru Hargobind was, was wearing, the yellowish bana or jama that he was wearing. Guru Hargobin fulfilled all their desires by giving them his darshan, his divine sight, in this state. The poet here steps aside and speaks to the audience, saying that even to this day, those Sikhs who contemplate on Guru Hargobin wearing this beautiful Kesari Jamma, this beautiful Kesari Bana, why would their desires not be fulfilled? Those in whose hearts Guru Hargobin, the true Guru, resides. So then Mata Ganga takes some water and circles it around the head of her new daughter-in-law, Mata Nanaki. Uh, so this is a tradition which is done when a new daughter-in-law enters the house, which represents how the mother-in-law then has a desire that any pain or obstacle that comes to her new daughter-in-law, that all of that pain, all of those troubles should be experienced by her instead. So she circles this water over uh, Mata Nanaki and then drinks it. She does this before Mata Nanaki comes in the house. She then sits down. Everybody sees how beautiful she is. Her name is Nanaki, who is the most fortunate of them all, whose praise cannot be told. From her, Guru Teg Bahadur will be born. Her grandson, Guru Gobind Singh. His strength and might will be seen across the entire world as his servants will attain kingdom. And they will destroy the empire of the Turks. So she, Mata Nanaki, would live a very long life and would see her grandson, Guru Gobind Singh. That's why she's the most fortunate of them all. The women of the Trehen clan uh, were there and they were praising how beautiful Nanaki was. And in this manner of celebration, many days had passed and then slowly everyone went back to their own homes and villages. So the mother and father of Mata Dumodri, uh, Guru Hargobind's first wife, they also came and took part as well in the wedding celebrations along with people of the Govindwal and Kudusai families who gave great charity and respect there. All the congregation there that came to see the wedding, they all received saropas from the Guru's house before heading back to their home, singing the praise of Guru Hargobind. They were saying, wow, Guru Hargobind has created such a new tradition from the Gurus before. He has adorned both the Piri and the Miri. The community of the Guru has grown so greatly. There's such great wealth which ensures the community has everything it needs. So this is how the festival of Guru Hargobind's wedding occurred, which the poets and Tolkien here is saying has been described only in brief. So after this, many days pass in this wonderful, playful manner. The greatly fortunate six, they would be able to reach there in Amritsar to meet, to receive the Guru's 
darshan, his divine sight. Guru Hargobind would bestow on them great teachings related to wisdom. The six receiving this wisdom, Gyan, would then be liberated. Such were the six that came and saw the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargobind. But now we'll look at the story of Guru Hargobind going to Nanak Mata, a place which is associated with Guru Nanak. This is in Uttarakhand. This is quite some distance away in the foothills of the Himalayas. So there was one Sikh of the true Guru who was extremely wise. He was going around to all the pilgrimage sites associated with the previous Gurus with great love. And in doing all these travels, he ended up out east where he arrived at Nanak Mata. He bowed down there and received this site's beautiful darshan. There he saw the fantastic miracle of Guru Nanak in two trees there, one banyan tree and one Ritha tree, which is called a, a soapberry tree. At this spot though, there were devotees of Goraknath, uh, the guru of the Siddhanath yogis. They thought of themselves as very high. They were disrespecting the spot of Guru Nanak. They were just singing the praises of Goraknath there. That Sikh who came, he understood the spot to be the Guru's spot, so he began spending time there performing seva in all sorts of manners from lighting a diva, a clarified butter lamp there at night. In the morning, he would cleanse the place, he would bathe it while remembering Guru Nanak in his mind. He would light incense there and mop and sweep the ground there in a form of worship. Those yogis who were living there, they got jealous and annoyed at this, at the sick there. And they began to fight with the sick. They would say, hey, get out of here. So day by day, the tension between the sick and the yogis would increase. They saw him all alone there. And they tried to use their strength against him. And they would say, you know, this guy is all alone. There are no other six here. We should force him out of here. This really was our spot first. Goraknath would remain here performing his great austerities. Guru Nanak then came here after meeting Goraknath. He only stayed here two or three days. Think about it. If a guest comes to your house, you don't say that that guest now is the master of the house, is the owner of the house. So in this way, Guru Nanak came here as a guest. Goraknath is the one who made this spot so beautiful as a result of all his austerities that he performed here. He's made this place famous. So that Sikh, whose name was Almast, he replied saying, look at these two trees that are here. In them, I only see the miraculous powers of Guru Nanak. They both make clear that this spot belongs to Guru Nanak. That's why Sikhs of the Guru come here to worship this area. We can see the resemblance of the Guru even to this day. I'm telling you, why don't you see this for yourself? There's one banyan tree here, and on the leaves of that tree, you can distinctly see some image in outline of Guru Nanak on each leaf. Look how distinct this is from any other banyan tree you've seen. Also, look at that other tree over there, that soapberry tree, which has these two very big branches distinct from the rest of the tree. On one of the branches, the fruit that it produces is typically bitter. So this is a typical cause uh, of these soapberry trees that uh, they are literally used to make soap out of the pulp of these berries that, uh, that come from this tree. So it's going to be hella bitter. So then Almas says, but look at that other big branch. The fruit from that branch is super sweet. It's as sweet as sugar because Guru Nanak sat under that branch while debating with Goraknath, who was seated under that other big branch, which produces only the bitter fruit. It was where Guru Nanak debated Goraknath and the other yogis like you. 
So this is a reference to the Sid Ghost Saki. So Almast continues to say, listen, I've read and heard all the stories of Guru Nanak. I know the history. It's so flavorful and enjoyable. I understand all about that story about the Sid Ghost, about how all the yogis were put in their place here. Now, I won't leave this spot of my Guru. I won't turn away from my duty. On the seat of Guru Nanak now resides Guru Hargobind, who has very forcefully adorned both the Miri and the Piri of this world. He's worthy to strike down and punish all those deserving. And wherever one remembers them, there they appear. He is the one to expand the great vine of Sikhi, such as all-powerful Guru Hargobin, who has placed his hand on my head. He will come here to protect me this very instant. Oh, yogis, don't think of me and just alone here. So all the yogis who had these split ears with these earrings in them, marking them as yogis, they immediately got pissed off and they replied saying, oh, we'll see what your so-called guru will do. We'll burn this banyan tree down, which you say has these markings of Guru Nanak. We'll destroy any mark of it. So they said this and got some firewood and placed it all around that banyan tree, these idiot yogis. They lit that firewood and began burning this banyan tree associated with Guru Nanak. And at that moment, that Sikh, Almast, he yelled out saying, you yogis, don't you understand Goraknath? And his yogis tried to uproot this tree, but Guru Nanak was able to stop them. And now too, the true Guru will be my protector and save this tree. In all areas and in all aspects of time, the Guru protects. You'll receive the fruit of your disrespectful action, no doubt. You're just uprooting and burning your own roots, O oh yogis. So this is what that Sikh Almas said to that big group of enemies, the yogis. He was there all alone against such a large number of enemies and he just began contemplating, remembering Guru Hargobin saying, Oh Guru Hargobin, please protect me. Please protect the honor of your Sikh. You are the knower of all hearts. You are the giver of life to all. I have such a great pain in my heart, but I have full faith in you. Your name, your title is the protector of servants. So please, do not let this title go to waste. I have full faith in you. The entire world knows this to be your true nature. So the Sikh, Almast, he did this request to the Guru day and night. He was very disciplined. He kept a very strong discipline related to his eating and drinking. He would endure any cold, any heat, even the rain. Even amongst all of that, he would bathe, remembering the Guru. He had such a great love in his heart for the Guru day and night he would not forget about Guru Hargobind. And Guru Hargobind, he knew all that was happening over there and was pulled in that direction for his love for Almast. Guru Hargobind couldn't stand the sight of what was happening to Almast there. Every moment that Guru Hargobind was not there to protect his Sikh, he was just burning up inside. How could Guru Hargobind remain in such a peaceful state when his beloved Sikh was experiencing such a state? But in the Guru's heart, he thought that it doesn't make sense to go there alone. Otherwise, he would have gone immediately. So it will require a bunch of warriors to get together. Then it will make sense to head out there. So in this way, Guru Hargobin was thinking about the proper means and way to assemble a small force and head up to that remote area to fulfill the desire of his beloved Sikh, Almast. So that's where chapter 28 concludes. It should be noted here that within the Odasi tradition, Almast is thought of as one of the Tunis, the forever burning fire pits of the tradition in Odasi 
ट्रेडिशन दे आचार तू ने फोर बर्निंग फायर्स एंड छे बख्शीशा सिक्स ब्लेसिंग्स दे ऑल रिलेट टू सिक्स हु हैव एन एसोसिएशन विद द गुरु सो इट्स वर्थ मेंशनिंग हियर द कनेक्शन बट इन द नेक्स्ट एपिसोड वी विल पिक अप ऑन द स्टोरी ऑफ अलमस्त एंड हाउ आल्सो गुरु हरगोबिंद हैज द हेड टू हिज इनलॉज विलेज डोरोली and we'll continue the story about almas and nanagmata next time as well so that's where we're going to pick up next time but as always I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the manglacharan patreon page jara auga chadke gauga chadke khasna arega tarla lala marega sharan parega te tarega gadke kara yave guru arjun sahab de man pave ne halo jave sar sare aa